So, Ellie. Hayden? You look, you look really nice. Hayden, I asked you not to comment on my appearance. Welcome to another episode of Questionable Answers, where the questions are answerable and the answers are questionable. I'm sitting here with Ellie Walker. Ellie, hello. Hello, Mr. Weiss. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. And behind the desk, helping me out, Shannon Pinto. Glad to be here. As I just like to note that Shannon is not wearing socks, so we are all feeling very comfortable with one another. Neither is oh my gosh. <laughs> I just lifted up my foot and I'm not wearing socks either. Okay. Ellie's the odd man out. Peeling them off as we speak, Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how have you guys been doing? Hanging in there. Hanging in there. That's all we can do, you know. Um, I think uh, it's going to be pretty hectic when we go, when we go back to school. You know, yeah. A lot of uncertainty in the air. And true. Yeah. And other. <laughs> bacteria <Other> in the <laughs> air <laughs> yes yeah i think um yeah i'm not sure if like our education system knows how to make heads or tails of it you know s- sports have been pushed back till the spring and we don't really know what to do with that and then school is indefinitely probably online in some places and in others like i'm going up to north dakota and it's a little bit more isolated but it's it's probably gonna end up being online because some people don't take it seriously and it just takes one person to like party and go out and catch it and then there's an outbreak and then they have to shut down the campus i mean that's what i'm wondering is where where do we draw the line what has to happen in order for schools to take a step back because i don't i don't know if even hybrid is a sustainable option quite honestly because yeah. there's always people that are going to yeah go out. yeah do you think that there's a better system that can be implemented to kind of incentivize kids and keep them accountable but still because it's, it's such a tricky situation, you know, you, you either give up part of your freedom and it's like you're kind of like restricted to doing like, like following a schedule that's very routine and like regimented and wearing a mask all the time, which I'm not opposed to. Or you kind of have the freedom to make your own choice, but that that's going to end in disaster, most likely. You I know? know. I mean, the, the freedom of choice thing, for sure. I just don't think that people think about others I, I, I mean i wish i wish they did but i just don't think that's realistic yeah and especially in college i think since we've been home people might have been more cautious because they're living with older people in their family mm-hmm. but when you go to college and you're around people our age yeah what is the threat if one of us gets it it's you know right. the chance of it being severe or damaging yeah. is unlikely and that that scares me yeah because then you do go back home and people that, that are high risk yeah, I went down to Texas for spring break, which was a bad idea because that was <laughs> right when it hit the U.S. And, we, and and I was like, guys, I don't know if we should go down. Like 
Things are going to get shut down. We're going to be stuck in Texas. We have to drive. It was a 22-hour car drive. Oh, my gosh. And we drove down to Dallas and then all the way down to South Padre Island, which is like the tip of Texas. And on the way back, we drove all 22 hours straight because we had to get out of there because, like, they were shutting the baby. We were supposed to go to the baby <laughs> concert, and it got canceled. So we were, oh, like, dang. we were like, all right, time to pull the plug. Even the baby can't here. fight coronavirus, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> The baby is my hero. <laughs> did, did you guys stay in like a hotel or like a beach house or? Yeah, so we we got a room in a resort and it was nice, but like it was it was weird because every day there were like fewer and fewer people and it was starting to become like a survival ghost of town. the fittest. So you guys, you guys are feel feeling it. stronger. Yeah, yeah, We've survived the longest. We're staying in Texas and <laughs> how long we can make it. We're gonna we're gonna start new beginnings here, guys. <laughs> how many people? I'm picturing a van of like ten kids on top of each other. It wasn't that far. Okay. okay. It was <laughs> the power of storytelling. It was <laughs> it was me and my two buddies rotating around the clock driving us. Oh. So, and, and we, and we just, so I was talking to some guys and I was trying to like branch. I was like, so what do you guys think about this whole Corona situation? And they were like, they were like, it's a sham, bro. I'm here to party. And I was like, all right, we're leaving now. <laughs> like the only people left here are idiots. Everybody who was smart and had sense already left. And we're just here with a bunch of idiots on this island. <laughs> so we got to get off this. Reality show premise though. I mean, we should take advantage of this time. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> so we're going in we're going in together on this? I think I think we could be co-host on our own pandemic reality pandemic. show. Pandemic. I mean, have you seen these clips of people in like Florida? It was earlier like teenagers saying like I don't care, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then like later they're apologizing yeah. and they're like I'm so sorry. But I mean, in that moment, that Nana died. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was this clip I saw of a dad who was in the hospital and his son had been out like socializing and so obviously he was the one who brought it home and in the hospital bed the dad's like i know one person that that ha that brought the virus back to me i'm like oh my gosh i mean <laughs> how does that kid feel about yeah no love from pops He's I was, he was in contact with that one person and they gave it to them <laughs> i mean Holding people responsible, the dad, no forgiveness. No forgiveness. No, even if it's in the family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> what are you studying, Ellie? I'm studying political science. Ooh. And <laughs> I know. That's, that's what I was I had a garage sale. And this woman, she was waiting to text her niece about the Polly Pockets that I was selling. And so we got Whoa. into conversation. The best and worst type of conversation with the people you would never see. And she was like, so what is your major? I'm like, political science. And she's like, oh, th that's the response right now. You know, it's never <laughs> yeah. like, good for you. You yeah. are so brave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. 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 Oh, yeah. So like business didn't work out. So <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, act I'm actually minoring in Spanish and business. So I'm trying to keep it, keep it rounded. Keep it real. Keep it, keep it real. Keep it real. You're expanding your horizons. What are you going to do with that Spanish? That Spanish? I don't Change the world? <laughs> one ola at a time, Hayden. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I thought, like, coming out of high school, Spanish had always come kind of easy to me. So I'm like, let's just keep going with it. And I feel like if I end up somewhere, you know, maybe at, like, a political council firm or something, that it would just be a good, you know, skill to have. Yeah. And Something in your back pocket. Something in my back pocket. Yeah. And... 
honestly, I just like learning about the culture and stuff. And it's interesting as you get into these like higher level classes, it's, le- it's less about the language and more about history and Latin American yeah. studies, things like that, which I'm more interested in. So it's, it's like my, it's like my passion minor. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's something that like I care about this and I think it could be beneficial. So. Yeah. And those lifestyles down there, like in, in Latin communities, it's so much, there's so much more togetherness, <laughs> you know, like everybody's just out there having a good time. That is the contrast know? between political science <laughs> and, yeah. and this is like, I'm just learning about the, the horrible. Yeah. yeah, you can just Nature. get a, you can step outside the political science and just get a breath of fresh yes, air. Yes, it's an alternate Spanish. reality, quite honestly. Yeah. But. And I mean, it's never going to hurt you to be bilingual. True. That's, that's only an asset. Yeah. It's only, yeah, but I was taking this business course over the summer. It's like three or actually nine credit hours in one month. And yeah. it like helps you get a head start. It's half of a business minor. And so we had like, it was a lot, um, but we had like a Q&A session and someone asked like, would you put that put down that you can speak multiple languages on like a resume and the business people were like talking about SQL and like all these coding languages and this kid was talking about like his high school Spanish <laughs> lessons <laughs> these the business people are like laughing They're like what <laughs> what a fool what a fool <laughs> can't even code that's awesome do you ever want to travel outside of the United States I do and I mean I actually have I did go to Spain in high school uh, with Mrs. Baldwin. Nice. Oh my goodness. It was it was fun though. It was so much. Her fun. fart jokes kind of make me feel uncomfortable. I'm just. Gonna that's on put you. Put that out there. Maybe that has to do with. Maybe, maybe that's part of my insecurity. I think so. And my my flatulence issues, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just no. It was a good time. So, but the interesting thing is when we did go to Spain, I felt like I'm so ready to use my Spanish and practice. And we when we got there and I tried. <laughs> We were laughed at by people, like in like people wow. like who are like I mean like the ice cream stand or you know every place is because the way you learn Spanish in a classroom is so different than using it. Not only in terms of dialect, but in terms of like the sentences sound so I don't know like not even proper, perhaps improper actually, but like it's not casual. There's not like the colloquial, the slang. Like we sound like. I'm like, yo, tango, like, unilato. They're like, what? That's not how they speak there. So yeah. it's kind of a wake-up call. Yeah. <laughs> Mary Esther's <laughs> classroom is not where Spanish <laughs> was originated. Yeah. So, no, yeah. but it was still fun. We got to see a lot of cool things there. So Yeah, language is kind of like building, like, like, a train, you know, and you have to assemble these different parts in the right order. And if, if like, and learning, like, a fundam- the fundamentals of a language, that's what it is. But then when you actually get immersed in the culture, it's like, it's like skateboarding. Like, it's just like, <laughs> there's so much like freestyle to it and so much That's, flow. Yeah, that is true. It's like, it's not really comparable at all. No. It doesn't, it doesn't really transfer. And that's really like the only way you can really learn a language is you have to immerse yourself in the culture. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I think it's just interesting how some of these language learning apps and stuff might prove to be better or, you know more useful if you're going to a different country as opposed to literally three years in a different language course because that tells you what you need to know and how to communicate it you know in a modern day format because I don't know I don't know about you guys but I feel like you know after three years in Spanish class sometimes you walk out of there and you don't know what happened and you don't know how to communicate with someone (laughs) I agree um (laughs) when you were there in Spain based off your experience 
do you think you felt immersed in the culture or did you feel like you guys were all just tourists oh to- mm. tourists for yeah. sure would you do it differently if you could go back um i mean it's really hel- helpful to have like a tour guide and to yeah. you know to have some context to, to things i think it what you're seeing has a deeper meaning it's a good way to dip your toes in dip the your water. toes for sure but yeah. i would like to go back and kind of on my own try to figure things out i mean that would be that'd be a fun test i'm not sure if it was like sustainable or you know for a big group probably not but that's how i would most like to see a country have a few like key points in my head and then explore yeah yeah you want to you want to know where home base is before (laughs) you just go out and do your own thing yes please (laughs) yeah yeah definitely um, I think it, I think it's great that you're pursuing like a passion minor, like you said, minor in Spanish. Like, it's what you love. I kind of want to d- like go back to the political science. What what pushed you to major in uh, political science? Yeah, so I don't know. In high school, I've always been interested. I mean, of course, in like history classes and stuff. But I like that in political science, more specifically like public policy or law that you're using history and kind of like this science-based mind to reason and to support your ideas and then to advocate on behalf of people. That's probably the biggest thing that drew me to it. And I know people can do, you can do a lot of different things with political science, but I'm right now really enjoying just learning about the world. Like that's what I love. And then, then going forward, using that knowledge to I don't know I don't know if I want to go to law school or not we'll see if I can (laughs) withstand but right now that is why I'm continuing to study that my mom was a political science major and she was going to go into law and then she thought it was too corrupt so she just stayed with political (laughs) science Hayden that's why I'm trying to change it (laughs) that actually I'm I take that back Shane I'm going into political science because I want to change the world and I know that I've been chosen to do that Whoa. <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> don't support that don't <laughs> yeah. um do you want to like be on a pedestal someday and like people listening to your opinions about things and be kind of an informant and uh and the front like the person in the front of the line like pushing for change hmm i agree with half of that i feel like i don't know i don't like the idea of like you said, being on a pedestal in that way, just because I'm, you know, maybe I'll feel differently if I learn more, but right now I'm just yeah. like, that scares me. Yeah. But I do want to push for change and I'm not sure how that will manifest itself, whether that be in like a local government setting. I don't think I want to do anything with the United States government currently. Yeah. <laughs> just, um, but also I'd like to be closer to people, you know. It's become I, kind of a weird show. Put like the United States government. You know, oh, it's he like, meant this. I'm like, no, oh no, no, we're messing it up already. No, you're, you're great. You're great. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but like, it's like it's like WWE. You know, it's like the loudest person wins in a weird way. That is, that's true. And it, and it generates kind of like like talk generates conversation, whether it's meaningful or not. You know, it just gets people's emotions involved. Yeah. And that's where people take action. Yeah. But it's I mean, this false kind of like promise it's weird. no it really is and then even relaying what is going on it's like there's so much actually like this word seems so weird to use i mean, talking about the government but there's drama involved yeah. and but then there's also distrust in the media i mean if the drama wasn't enough there's the way we perceive it is skewed yeah. the way we consume information is skewed i mean my twitter feed is filled with people that agree 
with what I think. And so I, I only look at that. You know what I mean? I'm reinforcing yeah. my own perceptions. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's on both sides. Yeah. I don't think Twitter's a good medium to <laughs> convey your opinions at all because of the limit of characters that you can use. Any complex idea, you need like an essay to explain. Yeah. And, and Twitter only allows for a certain amount of characters so you can type a paragraph. But people at, our age aren't willing to. Right. Would you read yeah. an essay, Hayden? I would. <laughs> you would? <laughs> okay. What about learning and Out, Outlier. <laughs> I don't know. It's like this bite-sized information where I feel like I'm like, I'm looking at it. I'm learning something. I feel like I'm bettering myself. But in reality, I'm just, it's, you know, yeah, yeah. it's an echo chamber. I'm just... You know, yeah. I'm like, and I would tweet that. I'm like, well, you follow them. So, yeah, that's yeah. you probably would. And you're sharing it with with people who have similar views with you. You know, you're not going to change anyone's opinion over t on Twitter. Yeah. You're just going to get kind of this like this tsunami wave of of emotional triggers. <laughs> and that's all that it is. <laughs> that's all that's all that Twitter is. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But I, I think it's also interesting. I mean, earlier, a couple months ago, right when um, sort of like. Black Lives Matter kind of was reignited um, when people, you know, like Blackout Tuesday, like the Black Square and stuff. Yeah. Personally, I just, I was like, is this, you know, the whole idea of performative activism where you see people who like, I've never, I didn't know you felt this way. I've never heard you speak up on this issue, posting things. And I was like kind of bothered by that. I was like, I don't, you know, yeah. do you truly believe it? And then, you know, I just, it, I figured out, you know, it doesn't matter. If people are talking about it, if people are spreading information, then it's ultimately bettering people. You right. know what I mean? But right, and I think that's like a statistic. That's a positive thing. And I, I would rather be. And I posted the black square. No, yeah. And and I'd rather. And I've heard like, oh, it's just virtue signaling. It's just yeah. You're trying to be a part of the movement because it's trending. But I think if if you are part of that statistic that's coming out, and you say like all these hashtags about like like there's like millions and millions of hashtags for like this movement that's like for black people getting respect i think that means something no it definitely you know? does and you know i don't know why i was just i thought it was like trivial or was boiling an issue down to like you know a cute infographic on a girl's story yeah. you know but then it's that's not what it is i mean it's showing that you're an ally it's showing that you want to be educated and you're, and you're making an effort to educate others and honestly i don't think it really matters at the end of the day what the intent was because that you're getting that information out there yeah. to and if you have a larger platform you're getting that information out there and someone could see that and someone could be affected by something as simple as a black swear you know so right. yeah yeah i think you nailed it and and there's a lot of shaming on both ends it's like oh for sure oh, you're <laughs> posting it like you think this oh you're not you think this and it's like i don't know if real i don't know i don't know i don't know I just don't know. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> just crazy times, man. Crazy yeah. times. Yes. Um, you ready to get into some questions, Ellie? Let's go. Buckle up. We're <laughs> blast off. Here, let me pull them up real quick. Okay. Um, all right. All right, we got some good ones. Let's, <laughs> Let's get into it. What's up? I've been watching more stand-up comedy on Netflix, and I'm hooked. One of my dreams is to move out to L.A. and pursue stand-up comedy. What should I do to get my ducks in a row? Quack, quack. Um, <laughs> Hayden, I mean, you have this podcast. I mean, talking about taking an idea or a talent and oh, turning it into something. You're going to make me blush, Ellie. Guys, Thank Hayden you. is blushing. He's oh. squirming. <laughs> no, but I mean, 
I feel like we're so lucky to live in this generation to have technology yeah. and social media at our fingertips. That's what I that's what I thought about while making this. It's like this is the only time in history where all of this audio recording technology is like available to me. And if I could listen to a conversation from like the 1910s of like people just hanging out in a living room <laughs> and having a conversation about like politics and what's going on right now, I totally would. You know, and and yeah, it's really cool. No, it definitely is. I mean, you're on the same platform as <laughs> as the baby. <laughs> I mean, the fact that the fact wow. that it is so accessible it's for not, people yeah. is crazy. I think there are so many apps, whether it be Instagram, but more so, you know, like TikTok, that you can upload something. I guess stand up comedy. I don't know if it would be catered towards like a TikTok, you know, but yeah, I think you can get involved in in some like comedic ways, just like with you, like exploring Spain. Like you kind of had to like set up a home base and dip your toes in a little bit. And with like things like TikTok and YouTube, you can kind of make um, right co comedic stuff and put it out there and see how people react. Yeah, definitely. Just to get a feeling, you know what I mean? Yeah. To see how people, like you said, react to it. I mean, in terms of stand-up comedy, though, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, not super. <laughs> I'm not the best person to ask. Shannon, what do you think? I'm not the best person to ask about stand-up comedy either. I think, okay, I, I read some stuff about stand-up comedy because I think it's it's a pretty interesting art form because you have to, like, use satire to convey messages, like, more powerfully than someone taking it seriously could. It's this weird yeah. kind of, like, reverse psychology maneuver that people have to use to talk about really serious political points. And people are attentive. I mean, you have yeah. the audience in your hand, and then, I mean, the punchline or the kick is something that yeah. stays with you because there is perhaps a serious undertone yeah yeah totally. that's a great point because like comedians can speak on some topics that a lot of people it will sp spark arguments and people get very emotionally invested but if you do it in the right way with stand-up comedy you can still get your message across but keep it in a a joking lighthearted way right. lighthearted fashion and to develop that kind of eye for what's crossing the line like the key is to walk right on that line you know like, and kind of dance on it and like <laughs> the crowd watches you dance on that line like oh my god i can't believe he's saying that and then he says it yeah. you know and i think in order to develop that eye you have to get used to performing in front of crowds and suffer like pretty intense <laughs> to get booed off a stage like every great comedian has bombed at shows that's you know true. and that's an essential part of the journey so stick with it i think there's there's avenues where you can kind of like dip your toes in and, and feel it out even um, like a second city in chicago or some improv you know place just to see how you would yeah. i do not know how it would fare yeah. you know but it's kind of nerve-wracking it, and tr so to nerve try to be funny it's like oh like on the spot it's yeah like, so <laughs> yeah um next question that was a great answer Nice shout out, guys. I gotta pull it up again. My phone locked. All right, next question. Hey, what's up? I'm a huge fan of the pod and have been thinking more about being intentional with what I'm doing. I find myself wasting days at a time doing nothing meaningful. Uh, I can feel myself sinking deeper into a hole I can't pull myself out of. What can I do to break the cycle? That one's kind of heavy. This might have been written by me. I don't know. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't Do you know. want to take this one out? I, I don't know if I should. I just think that, I guess for me, summer is a hard time to whip yourself into shape. I think, personally, I need structure to 
keep going. I mean, I think when I'm busy, that's when I'm at my best because I f- make time for the things that I enjoy or the things that I want to do outside of school or another obligation. So if, if there's a way to create structure in your life, like for yourself, I mean, whether that looks like literally writing down, you know, a schedule or I feel like I feel like I'm talking to like a group of like high school kids in detention. <laughs> yeah. You guys need to write down a schedule and then you need to set goals for your life that are smart. That kind of works though. <laughs> in a weird way, like we blow that information off as like this is a waste of my time. I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to follow this advice. But it kind of keeping yourself a little bit regimented. Yeah helps keep that consistency and you know like where to aim every day and where to get better and it's hard to like set those parameters on your life yeah you know? yeah i agree even waking up earlier is a is a step that can totally change yeah. your day obviously i don't have any room to speak on that yeah. <laughs> i love sleeping in but if you you get up and then you know your time is your time you're not you know rushing mm-hmm. to do the things you have to do and you can find time for other things to a little be bit more, you're not in a rush a little yeah. bit more enjoyment you can kind of sit back yeah take the day slow you know wake up get yourself some coffee <laughs> pour it in there drink it sip it slowly look at the sunrise that's that's a good step in the right is that direction. what you do every day oh yeah yeah <laughs> well but in terms if this is ref- if the question refers to finding something to be productive i have a question for hayden Whoa. about you making a podcast i mean yeah. you know something that maybe you wanted to do or seek out and then like you did it you know what i mean yeah. so yeah i think um i think it's it's good to kind of have an adventure for your life because i think that supplements a lot of like the suffering you know and so you want to go out jeez wow. <laughs> are you okay no, wow. guys we're gonna take a quick break <laughs> but i think like if you're if you're kind of meandering your way through life and you don't really have any goals you don't really have anything that you're excited about you have to like go on like kind of a, a journey to find that you know and i think you have to take a little step outside of your comfort zone in order to come back a new person that has some new insights you know so i think with this podcast, I think I just realized that there was a void of like long because I, I love podcasts and I listen to them all the time because it's this beautiful way that you can convey opinions and people won't judge you and you can explain like thoroughly what you mean. It's not just like the sound Twitter. Yeah, 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 it's not it's not just like people attack you for saying like a 30 second blip and you don't have like the opportunity to explain yourself. And I think this is like where most human interactions lie. And I think it it accurately paints a picture of like who a person is. So if I could spread that influence and like pull as many people in as I can and have this one huge collective voice, I think that'd be really, really cool. Wow. (laughs) I think you nailed that. Yeah. Yeah, But I'd also say that if you're feeling like worthless or like you're doing nothing with your life, it doesn't have to be as big as making a podcast or it doesn't have to be very big. You can start with the small things, Um, like especially during quarantine. If you're cut off from everything, I'm like Ellie, I need structure in my life. I use the quarantine as a time to learn a new skill or read up on something that I'm not informed about. So it doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm going to set aside like four hours to do this and then two hours to do this. It can just start with expanding your mind and thinking in a new way or learning something. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's if you're feeling kind of depressed and anxious about your current situation, it's a good sign that you can't continue living that way. You know, some part of you has to kind of die off in a sense and you have to transform into this new person, you know, so 
I think I think stick with it. You know, if every day you get one percent better in a hundred days, you'll be a hundred percent better. So just start off making your bet every day. I think you and then it can kind of snowball from there. So if you make your bet a hundred times, you're a hundred percent better. Is what I'm hearing. That's exactly. <laughs> there, what you I mean. yeah, there you go. <laughs> Shannon's big takeaway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Nice job, guys. That was really good. <laughs> Next question. Um, best geographical lo- location in the country. <laughs> Shannon, Shannon. Is this, does okay. this mean like um, geography or like culture too? Those are two different. Uh, if it's geography, see, I haven't traveled out west at all in the country. I've been like east coast. I've been like south southwest but i haven't been all the way to the west and i if i if i had the opportunity i'd kind of want to go to like the mountains Mm -hmm. and like you can like ski and like i think it'd just be great to like go to colorado get like a cabin in the mountains that that'd be awesome to me but i haven't got to experience it i'd say right now that's probably best because i'm like dreaming about that yeah of the places i have been like i've been to new york a lot I'm not a huge fan of New York because, like, living downtown, like, I want to experience the city for sure, like, live there a little bit, but, like, if this is, like, best geographical location to live in, not the city. Yeah. That's just not for me. Yeah. Yeah, it, it gets a little congested, you know, and then you feel like a number, and it's not like, I mean, city can't, a city vibe can be, like, a work of art, and it can feel like a really cool place, but at the end of the day, it's just too, like concrete and artificial you know yeah i don't know if i could i'd love to i mean i've loved visiting new york on a vacation but i don't know like as a for a lifestyle that is completely different but that is kind of i mean when we talk about structure we talk about like people grinding and people always working when you surround yourself with people like that in a place like new york city i mean that is where people are following their dreams quite quite literally so i don't know (laughs) it's a tough one because um it's it's a very general question. Yeah. So if you're asking, make me this, questions more specific. You can, yeah, <laughs> there you go. What, what about like 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 region, like ocean, ocean, east coast, west coast, mountains, Great Plains, oh. Minnesota Lake area. We got the Nevada desert area. We got the <laughs> we got the uh, Florida Bayou. Which Hayden is offering a geography classes. He's doing tutoring this year. <laughs> you, can, you can hire him for your kids. Guys, today we're going to learn about the bayou. <laughs> it's wet. <laughs> Next. <laughs> if I had to go off the choices you said, like I'm a swimmer. I love the water. I'm going to say ocean. Yeah. And nice. I think I'd want to go like either West Coast, like California towards the ocean or like Florida. Would you ever like learn how to surf? Oh, 100%. Nice. Like, I've been, like, boating before, and I've gone, like, wakeboarding and, like, water skiing, but I haven't been surfing before. Mm. So that'd be definitely a new skill I'd love to pick up. Yeah. But if we're talking about later in life, if I'm, like, retirement, definitely the mountains. Yeah. That'd be more peaceful. Peaceful. You know, you got the beautiful scenery. You can just step (laughs) outside and just... Staring into the distance. For no a few one has days heard from time. Shannon in years. <laughs> no, I'm going off the grid. No Wi-Fi. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Ellie? I don't Any, like. I don't know. I've never been preference? to California. I would like to go, but I like the seasons. I think if I was to live somewhere, like I don't mind Illinois. I like the winter, and I like the summer. But I just I feel like in a place like Florida, I wouldn't enjoy it as much because it's just like beautiful i mean not every day obviously but yeah for the majority of the time i like mixing it up 
Yeah, so. you like the cyclical nature of the of the seasons. of the economy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I do, I do. So I mean, Ellie's going into a recession. <laughs> have you, I mean, have you guys liked just in terms of like not not geography or weather or whatever, but more so the other things about living in Bloomington or growing up here? Like, would you raise your kids here? Mm. When I graduated high school, I was like, no, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to stake my claim on someplace else because I don't think this is representative of like who I am, but I want to form an identity. I want to like go out on my own. But as I come back, it's like Bloomington's very nice. It's its own little bubble. I think it's, it's a safe and like practical place that you can raise a family and like start a life for yourself. So I don't know. I don't think I'd go back here because I still want to like have an adventure for myself, but. I see it more of an option now than I did when I graduated, for sure. No, same. I, I, I can't tell if I was biased. I guess maybe in high school more so. I was like, I'm never living here or never, you know, if yeah. I have a family, I don't it's your hometown. To. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> but it also sucks. it is so, it is, I guess it's not super small, but it feels like, you know, you go somewhere, my friends and I always play a game. How many people do you think we're going to see here? Like, how many people will, like, you know, it just, and that feels safe. But yeah. it is also, you know, a good place to have a family. I yeah. Guess. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Shannon? I think you guys both nailed it. I mean, I don't have too much to add, like, aside from your guys' answers. I think what you said, Hayden, about it's it's a safe, practical bubble. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a nice place to raise a family. But... At the same time, since we've grown up here, I don't know if I want to come full circle and like Too raise many it and end my life here. You know, <laughs> you don't yeah. want to walk well, by. Not, a that's a bad community. friend. <laughs> you don't want to smell the pool air. Yeah, this, exactly. You exactly. Yeah. I do have a question for you, Ellie. Oh lord. It's it's not. It's kind of something you touched upon. You said you really like the seasons. Yeah. Um. Do you think you got that feel? And you go to Miami, Ohio. Yes. Right? How did that translate going from Illinois there? Did you yeah. have the same feel? Yeah, it is It is the same. The winter is potentially a little worse there. A and little worse? How it, so? It. I don't know. I mean, obviously here we have the wind, but it's just freezing. And like also everyone in Bloomington has a car. Like, you know, just in terms of the way, like how do we get around? People usually drive or someone picks you up in, in college. I mean, you're walking everywhere. So I felt <laughs> more... Uh, more confronted by the seasons and stuff but i do you know i like winter i like snow so it wasn't that bad is the university like is it kind of by itself in the middle of nowhere or is it in a city it is by itself in the middle of nowhere so it is like a college town and everyone who is there has some association with the school like people just don't live there you know they they either work at the school or they work somewhere like in the uptown area and i kind of liked that i was, was was kind of drawn to it because like when you if you want to know what's happening like where is everyone they are right there yeah. but there's like a large amount of students too but to get there like coming from Bloomington you're going down like an hour country roads to, and then you like kind of stumble upon the town yeah so it's a pretty pleasant drive from Bloomington it is it yeah. is and it's really close to Indiana like the Indiana border gotcha yeah nice um next question book recommendations <laughs> question mark um recently i've been getting into a lot of like self-help books and like <laughs> some more like non-fiction because i think i just like i like the the practical applications of it 
because like fiction my sister reads a lot of a lot more fiction and she talks about like there's something to like getting to know a character and like living life through their shoes and like experiencing that and you like come out a little bit transformed by it but i think i just i don't know i I, i've been reading a lot of like jordan peterson 12 rules for life Mm. i think he's the man (laughs) i think he's really controversial but um i think he's brilliant i'm just gonna say that i agree with you on the fact that i'm not a huge fiction reader either i feel well growing up i didn't like reading at all but real quick how many how many books did you read in high school actually read I oh you want to take this one? Chance? I can take it. If I'm being honest, I don't know the number, but <laughs> it was only the books that were signed to me in my English classes. Oh, I was I was gonna even go as far to say the ones assigned. How many did you read? <laughs> How many did you, Ellie? I tried. I tried. Sparknotes is still reading, Spark, Ellie. Spark, exactly, <laughs> Shannon. Shmoop, that's what Shmoop. I used. Shmoop is like that was the my best friend. Sparknotes. I, was I felt good like for the I, first few chapters, and then it's like all right. I just remember. I mean, I, I actually did try, especially if they're somewhat interesting, but I remember, um, like, it was the, one of, like, the last discussions in our uh, English class in senior year, and just no one had read it, yeah. and so it's just, like, everyone's, like, bouncing off of each other, like, um, going off of what Hayden said, <laughs> and, like, no one is talking about plot points or anything, we're just, like, yeah. like <laughs> these tangents that are not revolving around it but i'm not dismissing reading i think you should read but that was a stressful (laughs) stressful time so and that's kind of why i didn't like fiction reading because like especially in high school with some of the teachers i had it was you're you're reading it and it's like okay what did the author mean by this and sometimes like they would just shoot you down it's like no they meant this but like there was a story i think you've heard this one so we had a uh, teacher who taught honors english and we read a book And he taught us about this entire motif of flowers within the book. And he like had a test on it. That was one of the answers. We had to elaborate on it. And once we finished the unit, he told us about his experience. He met the author. And when they got the signature and they were talking, he asked the author like, oh, like what sparked your uh, idea to like include this flower motif? I loved it. And the author was said, what flower motif? Mm. So it was just something that he had read into and he was thinking that the author meant one thing but when he met the author the author had no intent of having this motif yeah. so that's yeah. why i'm not a big fiction guys because when i read the non-fiction books the practical books i feel like i can apply it to my life and it, it just makes sense it's more concrete to me yeah yeah i feel like maybe school though has taken away that enjoyment because i think it is so subjective and i don't know if you remember i think junior year or something i think i did a presentation on that about how how are English teachers or how is literary classes how are they supposed to be you know regulated or graded or how are kids supposed to be you know taught this when your interpretation is valid if you can support it that's always what I thought and then like you said when you're shot down it just you don't why why would you want to read it anymore you know if you connect with something I think you should connect with it so yeah it's like a weird class because it's taught through that filter of like like A's, B's, C's, D's, F, you know what I mean? And, and What, you're a standards-based guy? No, I, I, <laughs> no, but like I think with, with literature, you need to like be have some passion for it to get anything out of it. And with math, it's like right answers, wrong answers. And they try to like teach them both as the same thing. Yeah. And it's like these are completely different schools of thought. Yeah. You know? I, I, know, agree. Just, I agree. I think we need to rethink. Some of what we do. Unit five, we are <laughs> coming to discuss <laughs> with you. Yeah. 
So if I had to relate it back to our question, um, a book I would recommend, and it, it's a book called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. I don't know if you, do you know who David Goggins no. is? He's so he is insane. He is a, a Navy. He was like three different branches in the military. He did Navy, he did Marines, and he did something with the Army. But he, he writes his experiences, and he got kicked out of the Marines twice. Not because he, like, did something wrong or, like, he, it wasn't, like, a dishonorable, like, kick out. I have heard of this, by the way. Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's because, like, he pushed himself to the point where, like, he busted his knee and he was, like, taking all these painkillers and finally they cut him off. They were like, you can't. Like, you're going to hurt yourself so bad. Like, we're kicking you out for, for your own good. And three is, like, the max. And he went back for his third time. He, like, destroyed his kneecap again. But, like... He just pushed through the pain and he got through training. And because he went through basic three times, like the third time he was going through the instru- So you know how like the instructors are like, they kind of like break you. They try to at least psychologically. He was like a maniac. Like he, he was getting in the instructor's heads. They didn't know what to do because he was enjoying all of this. So yes, it sounds a little frightening, <laughs> yeah. but the reason I like it so much is because you get his perspective on how he can't fail at anything. It's he he's gone through all these learning experiences. What he says, he hasn't ever failed because he thinks true failure is when you don't achieve what you want, but then you give up. And so just reading his uh, thought process and like his determination is very inspiring. So I would definitely recommend recommend that book. Yeah. Make your bed, kids. Yeah. (laughs) It starts there. Yeah, I think. And wasn't he over? I don't I haven't read the book, but I know a little bit about him. Wasn't he like very overweight when he decided he wanted to be a marine and i think he was working in like fast food yeah yeah like and he, then he just he talks about like callousing his mind and like like going to the gym and hurting so much but pushing through that pain to like get where he is exactly and like that's what he was saying was he realized where he was at his life and it wasn't where he wanted to be yeah. but he wasn't a failure he was just like okay this is where i need to change what i need to change and then he took the steps forward to make that change and he said he knew it wasn't gonna be easy it doesn't come easy, but he was willing to put in that work and that effort and determination to get what he wanted. Yeah. That is inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie, what do you got? Um, so I'm going to contradict or contrast rather the boys. I do like fiction. I like historical fiction, though. So have you guys ever read 1984? Animal Farm's Older Brothers. By the same is that like now. Big Brothers watching? Yes, yes. I so, haven't read it, but I've heard about so it. So that's why it's it's sort of this book about like a dystopian futuristic society in which the government is kind of embedded in people's lives and oversees what people do. People aren't allowed to write their own thoughts down or like hold on to like their thoughts, read a book. You have to like, there's a certain language and I don't know, reading it is so interesting because it, you're completely enveloped in like this new world, but at the same time it's scary because it feels kind of real with being watched with being censored not allowed to say certain things so i would say that one is my favorite and it becomes more and more relevant you know as the years go by yeah something that i've been thinking about is does this ever happen to you guys where you're talking about something in a conversation and then you pull up your phone and like an instagram ad pops up for that thing Yes. Like, what's that all about? You know? No. I think like, I think oh, that's definitely targeted. That has, that has to that's be. That's 100% targeted. Okay, but my question is, I understand based on, like, 
maybe search history or something. But, but what about when you're speaking about something? Yeah. I feel like that has happened to me multiple that's times. Like spying, you know what I mean? Well, like, that's, that's what I like, think. I think like <laughs> that's like a no. That's like spying. <laughs> I think uh, your phones. I think your Alexas, your Google Homes. Like in the background, they are picking up like feedback and information. And which is scary because then they have targeted ads. Then Amazon has it in your like, uh, your cart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> click here. Ready to go. One yeah. click, ready to go. Yeah. yeah. And but I think I think the more we we like advance these systems that can kind of predict what our interests are and what we are into, I think they could they can like creepily paint a picture of who we are and based on our patterns and our daily decisions, they'll be able to predict what we're gonna choose in the future. And I think I think that technology will be implemented to kind of like weed out people who are a, th- a threat before we even, before they commit a crime, before they act in a dubious way. Yeah, and even even us, like, you know, just being swayed to buy certain things. I think that people our age especially are all about instant gratification. So if there is an ad that is like, you know, targeted towards you, of course you're going to be more yeah. inclined to hit it. And, you know spend hours perhaps like just going down a dark hole looking at things and then your I mean your data is being processed yeah. and they know what you like they know what you like <laughs> and, and they use it because it works that's the thing <laughs> too it's like oh, I mean I'll, we'll give them it it does work so yeah. I am clicking on the ad I'm curious <laughs> yeah. yeah it's definitely a complex situation because you have the practical application with like Amazon when you buy something it's like oh like people also buy this with this product or yeah. it's like then when they know your search history, they tailor things to you that you might like. But then there's also the thing where are you crossing the line? Are you invading people's privacy? So. And the three of us today are going to figure out where that line is. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you guys don't hear from us, uh, you know, government kidnapped We're going to go visit the Amazon headquarters, just <laughs> yeah. do a little research. Yeah. From your 1984 book recommendation, it sparked a, uh, a little throwback that... We are all children of Mary Jesperson's Honors English 1 class. Yeah. Wait, seriously? And that yeah. is where I heard about the 1984 book is because we watched that video, Another Brick in the Wall. Yes. Wow, that really like whips you into shape when you're a freshman. You, I was scared of her in that class. Oh, yeah. I was scared, me. but she was one of the teachers that like pushed me to become better. Oh, definitely. And I felt like it was so hard. But when I finished her class... I came out a better student and I felt proud of myself. I know. I I just remember like it was my first hour and I was like, is this what high school is like? <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was just, it was intense. <laughs> it was, in, it was very intense, but I did. Honestly, that might be like in my top five favorite classes from high school. Yeah. Cause she didn't, she didn't treat us like we were Children. freshmen yeah, yeah, exactly. and we were, you know, <laughs> she, she had these expectations and you know, I think we did a lot of, good and interesting stuff in that class i mean i think the reason it was so beneficial was because she was one of the teachers that put in the same amount if not more yeah definitely more effort than we're putting in because you know in high school there's those teachers that they don't care you know you just walk (laughs) in you watch a video or you walk in they just give you a worksheet you're done in 10 minutes and then it's whatever yeah she she did care and I, i think maybe that's why it scared me because I felt like I kind of owed her, you know, to put in the same amount of effort and I owed her to work hard and keep improving and to actually take her advice because I knew that she would be, read it the next time and make sure that I yeah. <laughs> exactly. fixed what I needed to fix. Yeah. 
Yeah, she was wonderful. <laughs> if you're listening to this, Mrs. Jesperson, I'm doing this for you. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> All right, next question. If you could have your own planet, what would you name it? <laughs> Who sent this in? <laughs> Expose yourself. Who sent wow. this in? <laughs> I, got, I got to think about that one for a little bit. Dude, definitely. I'm scared that you're saying definitely. Like you, like you, you thought about this. Yeah, you're saying definitely, Definitely. but then you have to think about it. So like, Planet Sheen. It's a TV show spinoff from Jimmy Neutron. Sheen has his own planet, Planet Sheen. So you're stealing something. Um, I was gonna say Earth spelled backwards, but I thought that was ridiculous. (laughs) So that I went. went Yeah, Planet Sheen is a little more. Yeah, that's that's a little more sane. (laughs) I don't know. What would you name? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? This might be one of the first questions that has just stumped me. (laughs) I just don't have an answer. You have your own planet, dude. You don't have your own town. You don't have your own city. You don't have your own country. You have your own planet. But here's the thing. I'm not the person that's like, okay, planet Shannon. You're running. That's where where my mind was going, Shannon. I was thinking of like, what's like a pun with my name? (laughs) Well, no, that's, if it's a pun, that's fine. But you know, there's people out there that are like, I'm just going to name it after myself. I'm not one of those dudes. (laughs) What's something that you really enjoy? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Dude, I'm drawing a blank. I'm going to throw this to Ellie while I think about it a little more. I'm not going to catch it, Shannon. (laughs) They they need answers. This is important. (laughs) This is as important as book recommendation. (laughs) (laughs) What if this is for like a huge like... CIA project like they need to know ah yeah. <laughs> oh, what's what I like um <laughs> I don't know I really can't think of this all right we'll come back to that we'll, again, okay right? okay right. so my answer is planet sheen we'll see what you guys think in a little bit <laughs> we'll move on to the next question <laughs> need relationship advice I found this girl that I'm really into we hang out and watch movies together I have my arm around her but things never progress past this point I'm pretty sure she sees me as more than a friend, but I'm not so sure. She also hangs out with an older guy who she met at work. She doesn't talk about him much, but I can tell her mind is elsewhere And we're, when we're hanging out. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Whoa, and- wait, I'm not done. How can I make my intentions with this girl clear and tell the other guy to beat it? Sorry about that. I think the other I think her mind is, I think she's with the other guy. That's what I, that's what I gained from the. You think she's with the other guy? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's older. Why he's is that a relevant clue? I think it's included for a reason. Yeah, I think there's definitely some suspicion going on in this younger <laughs> guy's mind. about. I think you just got to be honest. Just have that conversation. Be like, what's going on with this other guy? Maybe he What's going on with us? If your streak is over 30, you're safe. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he wants to ruin it, though. Who? The older guy? The younger guy. Oh. Maybe there's like a little spark there. And if by like asking about it and like pushing toward that exclusivity, he'll he'll ruin the, the relish. Hmm. We're, we're assuming intentions here. But if he does ask that, so he's afraid that like she likes the older guy better, right? Yeah. But if he asks the question and then she ends up saying like, I like this guy better then it's probably for the best that they end things. So he's not yeah. hoping that he's going to attain something that's like not there. Like yeah. have a relationship with this girl, but like she's interested, interested in someone else. Yeah. So I think what you said, the honesty part, because then 
one way or another, you'll get an answer and you'll have peace of mind. Agreed. Because just you'll get in your own head thinking about it way too much. You'll overlook things. You'll think into it too much, and then you'll just ruin it all together. Yeah. So how would you guys go about if you were this this young <laughs> dude? How would you guys like confront this girl? I don't know if you're comfortable enough to hang out with someone, like just the two of you. Just bring it up. I think you got to do it dramatically. Got to do it dramatically. <laughs> bring like a jukebox, <laughs> not a whole ju- like the thing that you carry on your shoulder, like a giant. Like, oh, like a, just a boombox. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what song? And bring it outside of her window. Okay, what song are you playing to get her back? Let's say she, her mind's already with the older guy. What song will turn? I want you back, Jackson Five. <laughs> Tell me why. In this I was economy with too. Michael Jackson's history, Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. Okay, Shannon, what song are you playing? Um. Oh my goodness! I'm playing some Pitbull. I'm a crowd Pitbull? pleaser. Yeah, what let's. Song? <laughs> you know I want me. You know I want you. Hey. You know the you acoustics in the room are doing a snow <laughs> I'm playing Time of Our Lives. I'm gonna start jumping, like rave, like. Yeah. Are you bringing the squad with to like for some support? For, for intimidation. For intimidation. Yeah, yeah. Not for support. Circle them. <laughs> <laughs> i would try to go in like i'm not gonna do like a like a sad acoustic one like no way i'm gonna go in like dancing like i'm happy and play tongue-tied oh that's always good vibes shannon yeah. mr nostalgia that's from always a time a- when we were not like when we were so young we hear that song we're like yes this takes me back <laughs> yeah. yeah i think that's perfect i would or you can go like a more a more dramatic route, I think I would joust the guy. <laughs> like, publicly. Like medieval publicly. Just for, yeah. In the Steak just and Shake parking lot. Yeah. Just for, um, oh my God, just for pride. <laughs> I, I Now that I'm thinking back on the question, when the line, and I quote, beat it, makes me think that this is less about the girl and more about. Like, the, you're mad at this dude yeah. trying to horn in on your action. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you said, how do I get him to beat it? I think it, it sounds like a little of a maturity problem. Yeah. So I think you just. <laughs> Shannon's calling not to, not to go in, in, in at the about. listener. Not to go in on the listeners. But <laughs> if I have to give honest advice, just just be calm about it. Don't like. Yeah. Don't be aggressive when you're having this conversation. Just yeah, be, be honest. Chill. Be chill. Be chill. Be so but make chill. sure you get like what you want across. Don't don't hide anything. Don't leave anything out. Just be honest and put it on the line. No, on the on the real, I think it should be between him and the girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except him and the guy would be a fun, um, perhaps <laughs> celebratory. <laughs> Yeah. Fight if things work out. <laughs> yeah. That's the icing on the cake, but let's get the cake first. Drop there. the Addy, though, and we will Literally. be in a, a live podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whoever this is, call in. We want it. <laughs> We're doing live call-ins. <laughs> Let us know where you're at. We'll uh, play by play. Yeah, play by play. All right, next question. We get the last one. Oh, this one's a good one. I'm a stick. How can I get meatier? <laughs> Creatine. Creatine. Period. Yeah, drink a lot of water, creatine, get juiced. But be careful, because creatine, if you don't do it right, it could be very dangerous. You start getting shaky. You start getting shaky. <laughs> so on, on the real, just just grind at the gym, use some creatine as needed, and 
it let the time work its work its course. You start getting shaky, then you can't even make your bed, and then <laughs> and then you won't make your bed a hundred times in a row, and you won't be a hundred percent better as a person. <laughs> then thirty right. year, thirty years from now, you're working outside Shannon's cabin, like you're you're you're. Doing, I don't like, want that. You're you don't doing want the landscaping, that. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, juice up. You could do like a juice cleanse with just creatine. Oh my god! I, I'm gonna jump in and say no, because there are gullible people out there, Hayden. Depends on your body type, I would say. He said Ooh, stick. stick, stick. I think you gotta eat a lot and do creatine. Diet but but if you don't, if you don't balance it right, and you take creatine and you're just eating a lot, but you're not doing like enough cardio or like, then you're just gonna get fat and big. Yeah. So okay, okay. Like you and said, it depends know. on it depends on body type. <laughs> They're trying to get meaty. What is that? Meaty? What is yeah, meaty? I don't know. I don't know what they mean by meaty. Like if you're trying to get strong and just bigger. I don't think so. I think they just want to get meaty. Well, then Hayden's got your answer. Just food and creatine. Food. Okay, just like get your mother to roll you down the stairs. Don't walk anywhere if if you don't have to. Um, just lay on the couch and just ingest as much as you possibly can and or, in a year's time please send in a picture of yeah. what you look like before and after <laughs> yeah and tell us if we if we gave you the right advice or, yeah. or or embrace your high metabolism because in a couple years we're all gonna be uh <laughs> looking at you and be like wow i wish i looked like him so right and ellie the realist ellie the realist <laughs> so maybe you could flip this on its head and be like maybe i'm proud of my stick nature you know i was born a stick and I'm really good at burning cows. Burning. My body does. My body does it itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. it. Uh, yeah, I think that problem takes care of itself if you uh, kind of change your mindset a little bit. You know, you. <laughs> <laughs> mindset is greater than creatine. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's our final answer, <laughs> guys. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank this is you. Great. I love you guys. The <laughs> <laughs> And Shannon. Okay, we're back <laughs> again. We forgot to do a little announcement. <laughs> Shannon, take it away. Every Sunday and Thursday, tune in and make sure. Tune in. To add, oh, shoot. I messed it up. Skr, skr. No, keep going. Keep going. You're good. I was, I was trying to go with like, and make sure, like, and then you do like right in the questions. Like, oh, oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Right, that's we'll start good, over. Let's start over. All right. Every Sunday and Thursday, make sure you tune in and remember. Guys, if you're not writing any questions, write them in. Ellie, skr, skr. do you want to heckle the listeners to write in questions? Write in questions. We can actually track who's that. I'm kidding. <laughs> no questions, no pod. That's right. And we don't want that. We need you. You need us. I'm acting like I'm a staple on the show now. <laughs> Please. <All right. laughs> Uh, yeah, peace out. Hey, <laughs> <Good day>, town. <everyone. laughs>